Welcome to Red Zone DFS Conference Championship DraftKings Pick Show. But before we start that, guys, what is going on with Patrick Mahomes' ankle? I think this is going to be the ankle game. This is like Kurt Schilling with the blood, but before the game even starts, is he healed? Is he good? Is he hurt? He, he, was, he looked pretty fucked up last week. What's going on? Off the injury report today. Doesn't make sense. No one's so, ever come back from a high ankle sprain this quick, ever. So this 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 might be like the greatest cover up since like the JFK assassination. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are they faking? Like, I, I I'm convinced it's like the Zapruder film that they just they have so many angles of him running at practice that he just looks fine so, all of a sudden. So you think it's like the moon landing? Like it's like I a think, green screen. Like I don't I don't know. GI Mahomes at practice. <laughs> Andy Reid would not let him come back into the game unless he went and got an X-ray because the trainers thought it was broken. Jim, and then, I watched him for a whole half not be able to put pressure on that thing. He couldn't plant on his foot. And then they're like, Pfft. he woke up the next day feeling you know, like amazing. It's like, dude. It is odd that like they purposely released the footage of him being okay. Like what if the Chiefs want to almost downplay that? He's like, oh, exactly. I don't know if he's going to be this game is, time decision. And then this like is what I'm talking he's actually about. better than the, you know, the report. When, right? when is the last time that during like leading up to a big game that you've seen practice footage of someone like running around teams that's there's no there's no TV cameras allowed in that portion of practice unless that's you're Belichick. Key- Okay, well, but that's or Sirianni allegedly. Allegedly, uh, I, I do have a theory. I, I'm sure most of you listening have seen Avatar before. Like, is it possible that they just had a body, a specimen ready, <laughs> and they just just another moved him body. to a, to a fresh piece of flesh? Yeah, for some of our younger listeners, it's like and uh, Rick and Morty. You just keep changing to the next Rick. You know, yeah, and they just he, keep transferring he, the body. He just took on another life form, like another – he or, just absorbed a body. Do they have some sort of technology that we don't know about yet? That like That's in Star Wars, wow. Like in Star Wars, when they put Luke in the back to tank, mm-hmm. you know, submerge him in there, and he's all of a sudden fine in like 24 hours after being frozen, shoved in a dead tom-tom, like taken out. <laughs> How and long does it take to, to slap on, like, a titanium leg? Like, can you just tape I mean, the leg on? And I think, we're go- I think we're going bigger than that. I think he got – we've flown in some uh, specialists from Panama, got some stem cells. I think he slept in a bath of stem cells for about wow. 72 hours, maybe 24. spray. And he's just ready to go. Maybe with some ivermectin. No, I, I don't know. Not, he's ready to pa- go. Not Panama, Joe. <laughs> These guys came from, like, Zurich or something. Like, <laughs> the, like – you oh, know, Peyton Manning's guys for his neck. Yeah, exactly. They Dude. did some. They no, but like on a serious note, they absolutely did. <laughs> they flew in. They flew in some guy to do like a PRP treatment or something like that. They made him sleep in a hyperbaric chamber, like so his his body would recover faster. But I think, and, but you you're onto something. Like I think it's beyond a hyperbaric chamber technology. Yeah, it's bigger. It's you it's know, like it, some experimental thing like, that they're like. Has hey, anyone look. seen that movie Wanted? Angelina yes. Jolie when they just yes. like dunk him in that like milk bath and like all the wounds are healed overnight. What if like, what if they like it was like Demolition Man and they like froze him but somehow was able to like pause time so he healed in the ice block look, and then they, they, they clearly had him. something that they were like, look, we got to try this because otherwise you're not going to be able to play and yeah. we can't win. We can't beat Burrow with. The fucking fossil Chad Henney back there. Okay, I know. Or I know, I, it just it just is not going to work. Or yeah. my theory is Mahomes isn't human. Well, there's a good chance he's an alien. We have UFO I'm sightings not, really coming up over the last decade. I'm not ruling he, anything. Out. His voice. He's like been learning how to become a human for the last five years. Like his voice has was just progressively getting getting better. Um, the guy puts ketchup on his steak. He's a He's a $80 million man, and he puts ketchup on his steak, puts ketchup on everything. Do, do you think it's Those possible? are alien-like behaviors. A do, high ankle sprain healed in 24 hours. That's never been done in human history. I mean, look, do, look, look at his brother. I mean, well, you just said it, Joe, in human history. Like, 
right? We've, we've, I don't know, aliens apparently heal faster. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, really look at his brother. Like, his brother actually looks like an alien. You think it's possible that, like, they just brought in the world's best, like, hypnotist and it's really like a shattered leg and he just doesn't. He just thinks it's fine. Yeah, like, all of a sudden after this game, like, if they lose, they're like, oh, Mahomes has, like, ankle surgery. And you're we're just going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> they just, just hit him with morphine. Like, oh, he's got, like, a morphine drip just under his shoulder pads. I mean, there, I there's, there's it's, something it's, going on here. It's, it's, it's obviously something tangible because this line has flip-flopped more than a fucking politician during a presidential race. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Like, Yeah, what do we start with? Chiefs minus two and a half that moved all the way to Bengals plus three, and now it's down to Chiefs minus I know, I thought the Bengals opened like four. Like yeah. the preliminary, before the game was over. Bro, and then now the Chiefs are minus 130 on the money line? What's going yeah. on? Maybe Vegas something, has the answer what's going on. Something's up. This is really on the same level as we need, JFK, we need Nick, moon landing. You know, you know what we need? We need Nick Cage to break into that presidential book of secrets and get oh, us yeah. what's really going on here. Well, he's done it twice. Where's where he did is... it at the at the end of Con Air? He he got the, the little kaleidoscope and he figured out the JFK landing. And then not Con Air, sorry, the rock. My bad, I'm sorry. So at the end of the rock, he did it, and then he did it again in uh National Treasure. Actually, the more you say it, I, I think we're gonna see Nick Cage playing homes in a movie here soon, probably. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. It, it's it. It makes no sense. Dude. It's it's just wild. Like so. I, like what was so moving into the football side of it. Like, how are you guys going into this? How are you playing this with Mahomes? Are you? I mean, we're looking at eighty percent of the public is betting Bengals. Ninety-eight percent of the public on MGM is betting the under of passing yards of two eighty-five for Mahomes. Does Mahomes just have the game of all games and solidify himself already as one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Yes. I, I don't know I, if they I don't know if they win, but I think that he has one hell of a game. You you just see these stories all the time, right? Like all the ones that you're like, oh, Disney couldn't make this up. And it just feels the flu like game, that's coming. Right? It's like the it's like the flu game with Michael Jordan. Like Mahomes is on that level, guys. Yeah, the like, game, at you know, this after, point, he's on the brink. Yeah, he's the game after, two Super Bowls uh, in the last three years. You know, he's won one, thing. he's lost one, he has a chance to go back again. One of this just this just feels like you know, one of those just like heroic moments. So, and if you right. so, if you look at it from you know, all right, we've got four quarterbacks to choose from if we're playing the two game slate, yeah, you know, we've got Hertz and Burrow at 38 and 35 percent owned, then we've got the high and the low at 16 percent owned for Mahomes and 11 percent owned for Purdy. So wait, 35 and 35 and then 11 and 11 pretty much? No, so 38 for Hertz. That doesn't 30, add up. 35 for Burrow. <laughs> okay. 16 for Mahomes and 11 for Purdy. Okay. So well, Mahomes, Mahomes becomes my favorite quarterback probably yes, on this. He side. has he has an optimal leverage of about 7.2%. So <laughs> it's the same it's the same thing I was talking about on on my uh on my short Go check it out on YouTube Shorts. We've got a bunch of them up there. Subscribe, but, rate, review. But, but like, subscribe, rate, review, share, do it. Um, it it just makes too much sense when everyone's saying, "Oh, he can't do this and he can't do that." Especially on a two game slate or showdown, it doesn't really matter. Like, just lean all in with that. Now, people are going to look at the stats for Kelsey, and people aren't going to love that, right? But the guy, the other guy, and we'll get to this when we get to, you know, other positions, his, like, one of his main targets throughout the year, Jarek McKinnon just laid a complete egg last week, right? So, I mean, I really, really like just pairing those two up. Well, on top of that, Jim, to, to prove your point more, for some reason, one of the highest bet props this weekend is Pacheco having a big game, which means... Pivot to McKinnon. Yeah, the Bengals have a good rushing defense. I mean, I don't know, man. One way I'm thinking about playing it, because we're always talking about we got to get different on these two-game slates. We talked about it, and actually we'll hit on it a little bit more. I think a way you could do it is very easily just play Mahomes naked here. But why wouldn't you play him with McKinnon? Yeah, because I think McKinnon. To. Like, I, I don't. I think there's paths for the Chiefs to like win this. Mahomes but McKinnon's like not going to get it on the ground. 
McKenzie can get it through the air. But, like, know? we've and, seen it t- countless times that, like, Mahomes could throw five touchdowns to five different guys, and none of them really go off. You know, like, Justin, you know, uh, whatever his name is, Watts has, like, one catch for 22 yeah. yards and a touchdown. But the it's story, like, he may hit value, but it's like, the how The story do you that I'm telling myself is that the Bengals, if knowing uh, Mahomes' ankle injury, the Bengals are going to bring it. Meaning, yes. plays like screens, little outlet passes, little weird things like that to McKinnon are going to go big. I get it. What's McKinnon's ownership, though? He's going to be highly. Honestly, with Mahomes that low, I do not give a shit with McKinnon being that high. Exactly. Because you're, you're pairing them together. and you're That's getting, fair. You're getting an aggregate ownership. So, like, if you're going to pair, you know, Burrow and Mixon together, mm-hmm. you're going to get almost double the aggregate owner get. Ownership right. of pairing McKinnon, Ooh, owner get, like uh, owner get, and uh, pairing <laughs> McKinnon and Mahomes together. So no, I hear you. you. Get what I'm saying though. I mean, he could throw a touchdown to Noah Gray, and then he could throw a touchdown to Tony, and then Sky more randomly but, catches but one ball. But that's why you like, play the game. But but, 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 but Vinny, you know what I'm saying like correlated yeah. and stuff. Like I don't need to stack Mahomes if like you're gonna play him. You don't need to do it on a two game slate. I mean, Vinny. Not three weeks ago, Jarek McKinnon was eighty six hundred dollars. I get no, I don't know. I'm saying I don't. I'm not saying McKinnon's not a bad player. Uh, All I'm saying we're talking about price. quarterbacks. I like the four hundred. That's an automatic. With the, the conference championship, with only four games, I mean, he could be forty five percent owned. I feel like you need to be a part of that because yeah. when I see the public going on Pacheco. Bengals got a great run defense. Mahomes is on the under on two eighty five. Mahomes is definitely throwing for over three hundred yards, and a hundred of that could easily. Be McKinnon on dump offs totally because he can't step into the damn ball. So so deep balls, all those things. Allegedly, gone. it's allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> right? Allegedly. But I can see. I I think he's an alien. I think he's fine. So it's Kelsey and it's McKinnon. I'll stack the three of them together. Kelsey's so, little faux back injury that came up. I'm calling bullshit on that too. This is all that fucking mind game, uh, Bill Belichick, rat poison type shit that they're throwing out there. Kelsey's fine. Mahomes is fine. So, so like, let's let's just let's just stick on the Chiefs. Good. Let's just just run through the Chiefs then, because the one thing that's glaring that like I shared with you guys this week is the last four games for Travis Kelsey versus the Bengals have not been good. If, if no. he replicates or averages what he's been doing versus them, he does not get you there at all. Well, like, and here's the other thing is he's $7,800. Right. And it's very tough, like, especially we'll get to him. Like, if you're going to play McCaffrey, it's very tough to get Kelsey. And, like, the rest of your lineup is is low, mm-hmm. right? So you're talking about a guy who, I mean, six for 56, seven for 25 and a touchdown, five for 95 and seven for 50. That's yeah. not getting you there, dude. So Cincinnati's figured something out, unlike those idiots Jacksonville who didn't double Kelsey. That they're just gonna take him away, right? I agree. You have to think. So I would think that, but I also think the Bengals are gonna try to bring the heat, which is gonna leave things open for Kelsey over the middle. Maybe they could just sit back and say, "Well, Mahomes ain't gonna scramble around and run around." Like, go ahead yeah, and sit in the I pocket. Mean, like, I mean, I think that Kelsey could definitely have one of those. He may. I don't think he. If he gets there, he's not gonna get there from. Um from like a three touchdown game, he's going to get there from like 11 for like 164 and like maybe a touchdown. And I just have to think Cincinnati's going to say, you can beat us, but it ain't going to be from Travis Kelsey today. Right. I mean, that's what they've been doing. Yeah. I mean, worked. yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's one of those things where like, if you're going to play Kelsey, you have to overstack the chiefs and play four chiefs. So like you have what's to his ownership ball. at Jim? Uh, forty percent. Man, 40. wait, Kelsey at seventy eight hundred is forty percent. Yes. So that's what wow. I'm saying. Like, even if you go away from him, if you play Mahomes, McKinnon, and just leave it there, or you want to throw another cheap guy, in, you're so different already. Well, no, let's, look at, let's look at the let's look at the Bengals side since we're on this game. Like, yeah. Well, hold real quick. Is there is there is there anyone else for Kansas City that you really like from a receiving standpoint? I, I think I think. Based on the same reasons why I like McKinnon, I also like Kadarius Tony. Yeah. He played, he ran 11 routes last week, was targeted on seven of them, and caught six balls. Yeah. So at 3,700. At 3,700. Like, you get the, the this, is a, 
this is a so guy. One thing or, that's going to happen this week, right, is quarterback sneaks out the window, right? Yep. If if he's banged up, who's getting the the Chiefs shuffle pass? We all know it's coming. Who's getting that be, Chiefs shuffle pass? I think it's going to be Tony. And well, or or the only other guy that I Hard, love, Hard, Hardman, is Hardman has he's been on IR. He's practicing, and Dude, it looks like a, he like is going months. to be act, active. Um, yeah. I do not if, like playing players right off the IR, man. It's, I get it. Even if even if they're healthy, they're still not in that. But game if you remember, conference. before he got hurt, that he was that guy. He, he rushed was. two or three touchdowns in versus the Niners. Like so. I, so what I was going to say is that I have less interest. In Tony, if, if Hardman, Hardman is plays. active, mm-hmm. if if Hardman is not active, I I mean I have like a massive amount of interest in Tony. But the cool yeah, thing I is, is that like you don't. I mean, Tony's going to be twenty seven percent owned on a two game slate, so like you don't have to, you know, get way crazy with him. Yeah, in order to have him in there, I think that's fair. Uh, that pretty much does it for me. I- I'm with you there on the Tony call. Uh, and-, and same with Hardman. Hardman plays, I'll play some of him. If I'm, he doesn't, I'm, I'll be very heavy on I'm Tony. like, I'm going to fade Juju. Um, agreed, just because there's and, other and and MVS, yeah. MVS is he fucking sucks, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, like, dude. I'll just okay. I'll go find players elsewhere. Like, that's yeah. fine. All right, agreed. Cincinnati side. Yeah, who's your guy? Like, so my oh, actually, I'm gonna start. So my favorite guy of the entire slate, two games, favorite player is Joe Mixon. I have not looked at ownership. I don't give a shit. I think Joe Mixon last week was without a doubt the best football player in the playoffs. The really? way he was playing and the way he looked, that dude is on a mission right now. Joe yeah. Joe Mixon just looks good. Uh, from looks uh, good. just uh, watching football my entire life, you watched Joe Mixon play last week. He was the best player on the field, and it wasn't even close. And right. I think he continues that. He was the guy coming in the playoffs saying the playoffs run through us. He was talking all that shit. I think he is feeling it right now. He's on a different level. Joe Mixon, it's Joe Mixon week. I did. I was not going to play a whole lot of Joe Mixon, but your unwavering he's, conviction, I'll, I'll sprinkle now. He's been right. good. I like the fact that he got a little involved a little bit more in the passing game last week as well. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm with you, especially if you're going to not play – Kelsey, that opens up a lot of builds where you mm-hmm. can get Mixon in there. Yeah, because let's face it, below Mixon, like the running backs are just a toss up. Like it's it's a shit show down there. So right? so, so guys, I, I encourage everyone, including you too, to actually just go back and watch the Bengals game last week. Yeah, and watch Joe Mixon. It's all right. It's different. No, he played well. He's, he played but like well. he was just even after the plays, right? After the plays, his energy, the way he was talking shit. Like he, that dude was the most confident, best player on the field. And I just, I'm going to roll with that. I love that. So so do you have any interest? Here's, in in a lineup, we're talking about getting weird here, okay? We know that running back, we think it's outside of McCaffrey is a little bit of a toss-up. Um, I have a build right now on the two-game slate where I have, Mixon and P. Ryan in there together. Any thoughts on that? It's definitely call, weird. I will gonna. I am gonna crazy. mention. I am gonna mention one of the top prop bets this week is, and this is not saying that much because Smajay P. Ryan's rushing yard total is at 18 yards, which is definitely not something you want to usually play in DraftKings. But um, <laughs> about 99 of every of the public is on the over. Meaning there's a good chance P. Ryan gets about 14 rushing yards this week. Yeah, Jim, I see where you're going at there for sure. I, I think the challenge I have is like you need the volume between the two. And if Kansas City and Mahomes is, you know, on his like magical ride, like we think he may. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm playing it in you know what I'm over- saying though. I, I understand 100 percent what you're saying, but I'm playing it in an overstack with where I'm basically stacking the entire game mm-hmm. and, and banking that because of the amount of plays that I think there's going to be in the Niners game, I'm, I'm just banking that this game is going to be the game that, that there's just more touchdowns in overall. The overs right yeah. now, the overs at 48. Okay, so that's about seven touchdowns, right? 
I'm, it's a weird thing. And, you know, I'm not playing, if you're just playing like one or two lineups, I absolutely do not suggest doing this, but P Ryan's ownership is 6%. Yeah. Okay. So anytime I can get a guy that low owned on a two game slate, I've got to find somewhere in my opinion to get him. So my only thing, Jim is I personally, I, I don't mind playing a lineup with P Ryan. But it's not going to be with Mixon because honestly, it's more barring the fact that like Mixon gets hurt. If Mixon goes down or something, then and you get him. Matter. Then you get P Ryan at six percent. You're taking down a tournament. So I think it's more based off of Mixon going down or something un- unforeseen happening. So I don't not like the P Ryan play on a four game slate, and you take that dart throw. I think it's a great play actually, but yeah, without Mixon, I don't mind P Ryan either. I'm actually going to for sure have him in a few lineups, but. I don't know if I'll play them two together. Yeah, I think Bengals are. I think think Bengals. It's saying it, it's playoff time. They're gonna ride Mixon. They've kind of like you know they weren't like shutting him down throughout the season, but they weren't playing him throughout the season like they did last week. Well, it's it not just that game plan. It's not just that. Like Burrow could easily be just absolutely chucking this thing around if this thing shoots out majorly. So then your volume decreases just naturally there. Whereas like if you're gonna double running back it like. You know that's like what the Niners want to do, right? You could right. play like McCaffrey and Mitchell together and just say, you, "Dude, we're going to run it forty times today." Like, you, cer- so, you certainly could, and that's know. something else that I'm going to bring up. So, what so, do you guys think game. about Bengals wide receivers? I mean, we got some pretty good options here. So, where, where are you guys leaning? I, I don't, for the life of me, understand number one why Tyler Boyd's priced at thirty eight hundred dollars and then number two I why love he's only, Tyler Boyd man I don't why get he's either why he's only twelve percent out the the Chiefs the Chiefs it. are the number three team in the NFL in giving up production to slot wide receivers. <laughs> I'm uh, with you. I, that's yeah. wild after getting rid of Daniel Sorensen. You think they'd be a lot better over the middle? Nope. I mean <laughs> even if even if you wanted to play the uh the random white dude Trenton Irwin if you really needed more, but I, I don't know that you need more price savings than a $3,800 Tyler Boyd. Yeah, he's one Hell of the yeah. best uh, deals, I would say, or value guys on the slate for he, sure. He is the second highest leverage play on the entire slate. He's coming, he's projected at about 12% owned. He is, his points per dollar are among the top five on the whole slate, and he's in the optimal lineup. Almost 25% so, of the time. And just, just watch this, guys. When the Bengals are on about the 15-yard line, let's just give or take that three or four yards in each direction, Tyler Boyd once a game is good for a seam that he either gets stopped on the two or the one or he gets that <laughs> touchdown, right? Like Tyler Boyd gets a shot at the end zone almost every single game when they're just inside the red zone on a seam yep. over the middle because the safety goes over to Jamar Chase. And Tyler Boyd almost gets there every single time. So now – and then here's my other thing too is that who who was Burrow just peppering last week? Hayden Hurst. They're, Everyone's on Hayden Hurst. Well, exactly. And you know who else is going to be on Hayden Hurst is the Chiefs defense. They're going to watch the film from last week and go, man, mm-hmm. Burrow and Hurst really have something here in, in the red zone or wherever we are. We got to worry about where Chase is, but we, we can't leave – we can't leave this guy – you know, and they, you can't cover everybody. So at thirty eight hundred dollars, I just think it's it, for a guy who's out there running ninety to ninety three percent of the routes. I I don't know why he's at that price. And yeah, he might and be, it, just like in a, in a bubble, he might be my favorite play on the entire slate. And teams have figured out. I'm not saying they figured out Jamar Chase because even with teams figuring out Jamar Chase, he's still a top eight receiver in the league this year, right? Oh yeah, but. And he's got to figure it out. He's going to figure out how to beat those double teams, and that's down the road. But teams have figured out how to at least slow down Jamar Chase. And that's led to guys like Hayden Hurst, Tyler Boyd, yeah. T. Higgins going off. Well, and your boy so, Mixon, right? You're not bringing more guys in the box. The one no, thing no, I, I will say, though, yeah, and I, I know Jim remembers this very well because it won him a crap ton of money, but the last time these two teams played, Jamar Chase <laughs> had 266 yards receiving – and three touchdowns. Like, I'm going to have as much Jamar Chase as I possibly can. <laughs> like, I do and- think – me too, Vinny. Me too. But I do think the hedge play is like T. Higgins stealing two touchdowns. It is, but he's been 
he has just been cold. Now, I hear you. He's probably going to be lower on, I'm guessing. Exactly. But That's what I mean. Yeah. He's not had a good game in three straight weeks. Um, yeah, it's almost I, like him uh, almost killing DeMar Hamlin kind of fucked him and, up a little bit. And he's at what look, appears to be a good price, but I like – I like a few other guys in that price range, one guy in particular. So, like, if I have to choose, I'm probably playing Debo at 5,700. You know what I'm saying? He's at, like, a weird price point. So, I don't know. Chase is, for me, is, like, pretty close to lock button. And we talked about it. Like, if I have a a, a flex spot, like, I'm playing Chase in every lineup over Travis Kelsey this week, period. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like if you're going to win a tournament this week, your lineup's going to have, like, a mix-in void combo. Right, it's something like more like weird with Jim that is, team going off. Jim, what do we have for ownership for the Bengals guys? Let me take a look here. Let's just go Cincinnati. And How much Joey B are you guys playing? Fair amount. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's he's, he's one he, that I have him ranked over Hertz for me. Yeah, I probably have him second. I, I, it's him and Mahomes at the top for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So we've got Jamar Chase, the highest owned Bengal at 59%. Um, but here's the wild thing. is He's in the optimal lineup 54% of the time. So you got to be a part of that. So got to eat it. I mean, and same thing with same thing with Burrow. Like if you're going to play Chase, I think you have to play Burrow on all of those lineups because the path to him winning you that, that, that tourney is – is is Joe going off to? What what's right. Burrow and Mixon? Uh Burrow Higgins. is thirty-five percent. Higgins is thirty-eight percent. Mixon's forty-eight percent. Yeah, so Hurst is thirty-eight percent. Yeah, but but the here's the thing that I was talking about. No one I don't care even if it's a two-game slate in some of the lower stakes like that we usually play, people are not gonna overstack this and play five Bengals. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm so with if you. you can like, that's how you jam, got to yeah. If you can jam like five, like if you want to jam, let's say Burrow, Chase, Mixon, and then I would like to put Boyd in there because you are getting some weird things. No one's going to do that. But right? it's pretty clear the, the chalk build is going to be Burrow, uh, what? Chase, Bur- Burrow, Chelsea. Yes. And then, uh, there, and then probably one other Bengal. They're going to double stack it with either Boyd, Higgins, or Mixon. Mm-hmm. I think that because the double tight end has worked pretty well the last couple of weeks, and I think cursed. you're going to see. I think you're going to see a lot of those, and I actually don't like that. I don't either. Um, it's gross. I would rather yeah. find the money, the eight hundred dollars, to go up from three thousand to eight hundred to play Boyd over Hurst. If I was going to do that, just because of you have to try and get a little bit different somewhere yeah. or you play Hurst and Boyd and Chase and Burrow all together. I think that's where you have to kind of just like yeah. put a line in the sand and do it. Right. If you just think that, Hey, they're just going to absolutely smoke them. That's the way you go. And then maybe you just play like one player coming back, like just McKinnon. Right. Mm-hmm. Because then they're going to be have to be throwing a lot. McKinnon's going to be the guy that's in there. Blah 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 blah. Well, even if you stack it right, and and, and Cincinnati smashes, and let's just say we think Kelsey kind of busts out, right? I mean, you've already leveraged off of forty percent of the field. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Right like, there. if you're going to play an overstack like that, you should not play Kelsey. That's what I'm saying. So you go Bengals and you bring it back with like McKinnon and I don't think it's possible. You oh, it's possible. It. Yeah, it's definitely possible. It's way easy, Joe. But, but if you bring it back with McKinnon and Tony, you're way different. So I've, mm-hmm. I've got a lineup right now with so. Burrow, McKinnon, Boyd, Chase, Hurst, and the Niners D. And I've got a flex, a wide receiver, and a running back. And I've got $6,800 per player left. That's pretty wild. So it's definitely yeah. doable. Well, speaking of the Niners, we're about the halfway point through the pod. So let's, let's, jump uh, over. let's, let's switch games. Um, I, I'm going to save the Niners for last because we got our two resident Niner fans here and all three are sort of from the Bay area. And, you know, we want the, want our area to win here. So let's start. We're not going to try to keep our hearts out of this. Um, I have an easier time with this. I'm a Raider fan. I don't have a soul when it comes to the playoffs. So we're going to start with the Eagle side. Is there, how do you, first of all, how do you guys think this game's going to go? What, what's your story you're telling yourself of what, what's going to happen in this game? 
I think everyone thinks that this game is going to hit the under. Um, I think that this game is going to be a little bit more high scoring than people think it is. I think yeah. so too. Um, Same. I think that the I think the Niners would like to run the ball forty five times. Um, I don't think that that is going to be possible. Um, nope. I think that they're going to make Brock Purdy throw the ball. But here's the thing. Brock Purdy, since he's been starting, has the second highest production rate on one and three step drops out of the shotgun. Okay. Dang so boy. if, if Kyle, you know, wants to pull his head out of his ass, the Eagles also have the give up the fewest amount of the fewest amount of production in the league all year versus play action pass. Okay. So because they play a lot of zone. Okay. So they, they don't fall for stuff. They're very disciplined. They're not going to suck up on a play action. Right. Um, I think that, the the way to play this game is that you if you see the Eagles winning and you want to play that side of it, I think you have to play both of the expensive receivers together with Hertz, um, and hope that those guys just go bananas. It's so easy to run back game stacks on the other side for the Niners just because they're so cheap, right? Um, outside of McCaffrey, you've got guys who are legitimate threats. You've got two players on the Niners in Debo and Kittle who are priced $5,700 or lower who are legitimate threats to put up 30-plus points. Um, You could even put Elijah Mitchell in that category as someone who is a threat to put up 20-plus points, right? So it's it's an easy run back if you see the game going that way. Um, To me, you don't don't really need to force Purdy – just because he's cheap, the reason for me forcing Purdy and some Niner stacks is because it's an on the road, and he's now now seeing his the final call for me was going to be his his ownership percentage and at eleven percent owned. It's like I, I, you just have to go for it in a few lineups. Vinny, yeah, how do you see how do you see this game going? So I, I'm with Jim. I do think we see some more points thrown on the board. I don't think it's like a conventional way though. Like I I think both defenses are so good. You're going to see, I think we see a few turnovers in this game. Like I think, you know, I could see a touchdown or two coming from the defensive side of the ball, like short fields off of interceptions or sack fumbles or just whatever, because I think both rushing defenses are going to present some problems. Like, to Jim's point, I think we're going to see more aggressive play in this game. Um, and that's going to open up opportunities for mistakes, right, from both sides. Now, the one thing that I looked up and saw is Jalen Hurts versus a blitz against zone coverage is really bad. Yes. Like, he's, like, one of the worst in the NFL this year. He's terrible. So, and the Niners run zone. They mm-hmm. don't really run man. And that eliminates his rushing ability. So they're going to make him sit back there and try to pass, right? Like, well, unless some of unless, the fastest linebackers in the league, which should negate him running the football, right? Unless, like, unless D'Amico decides to, you know, have four more interviews the morning before the game and decides <laughs> to blitz the, uh, the spy linebacker on a third good. and long in the red zone, mm-hmm. like he yeah. did last week. That would not be good. So, I don't know. I, I think I do think we see some serious points in this game, but I think it comes more through the air to everybody's kind of surprise. Like I love McCaffrey's hard to get away from just because he's the most like consistent guy on the board, which is why he's so expensive. But like I think the receiving options are really sneaky in this game. Like right. it seems like everyone ownership wise is going to that other one, rightfully so. But like I think you have to get some part of this passing like attack in both both of these offenses. Joe. <clears throat> do you have any, yeah do you have so, any, like any any lean or any guys that you just like really love well, in this game well kind of my story i'm telling myself is that and i really i truly think this i think in the first half of this game it's going to be kind of uh kyle shanahan's masterpiece on offense i think he's going to have some things dialed up for brock purdy that are fake left fake right throw over the middle you know the the kyle shanahan misdirection 
play action, pump smoke, throw a slam on the right side, touchdown, right? <clears throat> I think it's really going to be like Kyle Shanahan's masterpiece in the first half. Now, second half, we all know that's the scary part about Kyle Shanahan. I think the Niners get to a good lead in the first half. I'm talking like 24 to 3, 24 to 7, something in that range. This game is going to be close when this ends. I think so too. Yes. But the second half, the story is Kyle Shanahan not adjusting, not doing what he should be doing, and the Eagles just throwing the shit out of the ball in the second half and getting a ton of completions to our Devontae Smiths and our A.J. Browns. So, so yeah, I think, I, I think that's how the game goes. This game is going to be the higher scoring game out of the two games, in my opinion. There's a lot of people on the under here. I think the Niners get up early. And it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a field goal type finish. Um, but that's the Eagles not even running the ball in the second half. So, like, guys like I'm fading would be like a Miles Sanders, yeah. a Kenneth Gainwell, oh, even oh, a oh, Dallas oh. Goddard. I, I have one rule, by the way. I do not play any tight ends against Fred Warner. That is an absolute rule. So, I'm, I'm not playing Dallas Goddard. But I think A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith being my favorite, is my guy in this game. I think Devontae Smith might actually get like so, 12 plus catches. In so this he, game. he's my favorite play in this game. Um, yep, watching him, he's just such a smooth route runner, dude. And like, so he just, clean, man. And, and again, we talked about it. Like, Jalen Hurts is not very good against it, but him in zone coverage can just find openings all over yep. the place. They're yeah. There. AJ Brown is getting um, all the love. AJ Brown dominates man coverage. Devontae Smith will dominate his own coverage. The guy's got more feel than Jerry Rice. I mean, it's it's insane. Joe, I see what you're saying about the Goddard thing. Personally, and who knows, I'm not in the defensive room there, but, like, <laughs> I got to imagine they're going to use Fred Warner to make Jalen Hurts stay in that pocket. Like, I think he's going to be the guy they spy. Uh, they'll probably mix but it up. I just, but like, but on a, you're but probably going to see more Fred Hufanga Warner. on Goddard. But between Hafunga, between, between Al-Shahir, between Greenlaw. No, like, I get it. It's the best linebacking core for covering. I, um, I, I just think, Dallas again, Goddard, I'm just out on this week. It, it, I, I, like, I like you, Dallas Goddard. I'm just saying, if you tell me like Jalen Hurts has under, let's just say, like 30 yards rushing, Niners probably win this game. That's yeah. how I'm looking at it. So well, like, I mean, I but you tell yourself you tell yourself rules about certain teams and yeah. certain players, and one of my rules that I do not go against is tight ends against the 49ers. And that's fair. Totally. I do think on the Niners side of the it. ball, again, McCaffrey is McCaffrey, but I do think in most almost every lineup, I'm going to have one of Debo or Kittle. I think those are the two guys that are just prime. Now we we know Ayuk has the ability to do it, but like it's very you know. Purdy is going to get the ball to those two guys and let them. Ayuk's my favorite player on the Niners side this week. He, he the price is right, man. I mean, it's just it's set up perfect. Where does Ayuk thrive? Please tell me. You guys know it. Where does he thrive? Over the Where middle. Where does he catch the ball? Over, Over the, the middle. middle. What are the Eagles going to do this week? They're going to sell out for the run. They're not going to let Christian McCaffrey win this game. They're not going to let Kyle Shanahan's run offense win this game. Brandon Ayuk is my prop favorite this week over in catches, over in receiving yards, and he's getting at least one touchdown. Brandon Ayuk is my favorite player on the Niners offense this week to hit everything. I like it. I like everything it. just sets up for him. For sure. And the one I, thing I feel keep... like the story I'm telling myself about the Eagles and Niners game, I haven't been this confident about a storytelling of a game in a while. Well, I, I just I, like I feel like this is exactly how it's gonna go. Well, it's just funny, like you know, and again, he He's been great all season, probably you know, top three in the MVP voting. But like Jalen Hurts does not have a great history in big games. Like go back no. to college. Like, <clears throat> but what I can mean, see is like you guys were saying with your guys' uh, D coordinator and all of his interviews. But I can see Shanahan getting soft in the second half, and the Eagles having an opportunity to just throw the shit out of the ball yeah, and get back into the game. I think this game, right, is but very... early in the game, I you I, I I'm actually I'm betting his first touchdown score of this game. I think, I think it's very value. simple. Like you'll you'll see it early, obviously, but like if the Niners can contain Hurts from running and get pressure on him passing, they're gonna have a damn good shot to win this game. So like if, it, it, the, the Eagles have an amazing offensive line. Yeah, can Bosa and crew get to him? If they can, it's gonna be a long day for Philadelphia. So like, so obviously McCaffrey is one of the highest known players on the slate. We talked about wanting to get weird. Um, if 
I think that there's so few games that you can just wait. You can burn a lineup with the narrative of like Niner smash lineup. Right. So in, in my opinion, you can go one of two ways. You can play McCaffrey and Mitchell together, or you can play Purdy, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and run it back with, in my opinion, the, the running back after doing as much research as I could this week, the guy who plays the lion's share of the passing downs is Kenneth Gainwell. Okay. And at $4,800 and 3% owned, like that's a guy that I'm willing to take a shot on this week. He paid off. He paid off last week, albeit in garbage time. Right. But Miles Sanders is is just, I mean, it's a true three-way split. I mean, they're giving Boston Scott carries, but Kenneth Gainwell plays about 55 to 65% of the passing downs. And they will use him on the checkdowns. And to your point, Vinny, you know, Hertz doesn't check it down a ton, but the Niners play a lot of zone. And if they are going to check it down, it's likely going to be someone like that. Another guy I really like on Philadelphia that nobody is talking about that is going to go completely unnoticed is going to be Zach Pascal at three thousand oh, dollars. I keep he- I keep I keep hearing Quez Watkins, but that that makes me very happy. You just said Pascal because Watkins' name is floating too hard. It, I mean, he's he's let's. I mean, Watkins getting three percent ownership, but but on the prop it, side, Watkins is getting all these. All That's the fine. On the props. Zach, so, Zach Pascal is is the guy. He plays more snaps than Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins cannot pass block. Quez Watkins <laughs> is like the Kadarius Tony, if you will, of this. Like he's going to get like he's going to run like ten to twelve routes. Uh, about half of them are going to be deep down the middle, and they're going to throw it to him three or four times and try and connect on one of those. That that's that's what Quez, that's what Quez Watkins role. Now, if Devonta Smith gets hurt. Quez Watkins slides into that role, and Zach Zach Pascal actually stays in the slot. So Zach Pascal is the slot wide receiver for all intents and purposes. They don't use that personnel a ton because they like to play two tight ends a lot when they run the ball. But in this game, like I'm with you guys, I think that there's going to be a little bit more higher scoring. Zach Pascal right now is projected at zero percent ownership. So look. You don't Let's have go. to play. You, you don't have to play a lot of them. He's dead men for that wide receiver group. Um, and if you don't think he's going to get it done, um, I mean, he's actually somebody who's down there at the dead men who's showing up in the optimals, albeit wow. only five percent of the time, right? But that's more than Kenneth Gainwell showing up in the optimals. Jim, yeah. this was my uh, this is the mind blow of the podcast, dude. So if you if you look um, at it, like it's very easy to stack this thing game and still get Chase. Put it this oh, yeah. way: they're not even they're not even letting you know. me bet Zach Pascal in player props in my book exactly because they know because they know yeah <laughs> because so. the prop because Joey the prop would be like eleven and a half yards receiving. Yep, and like they, it. the only thing that they're going to do is just lose their ass because he can cover that in one catch. Yeah. Right. So if, if he gets nine points, he's going three X. Right. Dude, yep. it's, it's doable. Yeah. That's my favorite low guy. You that's go a guy my... like Pascal. And then we, who's our other guy we had around 3,800 that we were talking about. Um Boyd. Boyd, you got Boyd and Pascal in one lineup. You can you can get you can, anybody wow. else that you want. You wow. can have McCaffrey. You can have Chase. You can you can do whatever you want. Well, that's the thing. Like if you look at it, like <sighs> that that lower range. I mean, you could conventionally build like an Ayuk Boyd Tony lineup, sure. three receivers, and you just go ham at every other position. It literally that's, opens everything up. I love that. So it's very possible to do that. Um, there's right, a lot yeah, of ways to no, do it, but, but yeah, I, I think this game goes over a little bit surprisingly. Um, seems no, like I think, I think Jim, the over quick, is automatic in this game. Jim, what do we have ownership in this game? Can you just touch on some of the guys? Like, uh, let uh, me just let me isolate this game in the ownership. I'm just kind of curious. I know we touched on the Bengals um, side and the Chiefs side, but so from highest to low, we've got McCaffrey 56%. AJ Brown at 49%, Debo at 44, Ayuk at 39, Hertz at 38, Goddard at 30, 
Uh, Devonta Smith at 35. No, My- Miles no Sanders. No fucking way Devonta Smith is that low. That's amazing. 35%. He's, he's, he shows that up in the, me, op- that makes me so happy. He shows up in the optimal <laughs> Joe 42% of the time. Dude, and, and AJ wow. Brown is only showing up in the optimal 32% of the time. Yeah. And just shows- Everyone's on AJ Brown. Just curious. Wild. What's, what's Kittle? Uh, before uh, Kittle is only 21%. So like right there, if you just throw Kittle in, into your stacks over Kelsey, like right off the bat, you're yeah, changing dude. your entire lineup build. Exactly. So you wow. can, and, and you can go get, you can go get McCaffrey who has the second, who has the highest optimal rate. McCaffrey has positive leverage. So even at 56% ownership, he's, he's showing up in the optimals 59% of the time. Jeez. So. Yeah, I'm going to do this, guys, this week. I'm doing it. And it's going to either be my kryptonite what's or. What's he doing? What's he doing? I'm fading McCaffrey. I know. I know. It's either going to be my kryptonite. Or it's going to be the reason I go. No, I mean, look, it's it's total. I'm I'm not playing. I feel like you got to pick one. But the story I'm telling myself is the Eagles are going to sell out on McCaffrey, and yeah, that's, yeah, it's I not, think it's I, not it's, impossible. It's, it's not crazy. Um, he, it just you know it's one of those things where you got to fade somebody. You do, yeah, and <clears throat> why not pick you know the highest owned person basically on the entire slate? Exactly. So and, it's going to make or break me, but that that's DFS when you're playing a two game slate. <laughs> yeah, I mean Chase Chase is going to be more higher owned than he is, right? But they're both. And honestly, Chase is my second guy that I want to fade, right? And like I'm not going zero percent McCaffrey and Chase, but like I'm not going to be loading either of them up because I want I want to take down a tournament this weekend. All right. Well, I mean, that's a bold call, but I know you like it's, bold it's, calls it's here. one of those things you just got to go. You got to go for it, man. You're trying to take down the Millie. Right. Bold. So, I mean, we've, I think we've hit on tight end uh, as we've gone through here pretty well. I think we're all a little bit pensive on playing Kelsey. Um, Kittle Correct. at 5,200, uh, especially is the lowest owned out of the four quote unquote starting tight ends. Um Dallas Goddard's garnering 36% ownership and Hayden Hurst is garnering 38% ownership. Um, the the Who, connection. Who's, who's the, who's the bust tight end of the week? Who's busting? I think it's going to be Goddard personally. I don't think that he can hit that. He can hit. I mean, his base projection is 12.5. And I think that's about what around what he gets. Vinny, who's your bust tight end? I think it's Kelsey. <laughs> and, and, and by bust, I mean again, like he can have no further price range. Yeah, range, no further price range. They can bust very points. easily. But like again, Cincinnati just has something with this guy that they've figured out. Like he put up eight points earlier this year against them in his, a twenty-seven twenty-four game. His base projection, Vinny Kelsey's base projection is twenty point eight. But that's so like I do think that's so inflated because of this game last week. I don't know about Jacksonville just said we're gonna man cover you with one linebacker, and they were like, okay, (laughs) like we'll just throw it to you every play. I I think it's I don't think it's that inflated. I just think that when Mahomes I think Mahomes force feeds him the ball, um, even when it's not necessary, and any time He's so good at getting open in He's space amazing. that when Mahomes wrong. has to come off of his first or even second read, it's going to Kelsey, like the lion's share of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 again, it's scary as hell, right? But like, I just think personally, like, I could see Kittle or possibly a Goddard or someone else, like, not trailing too far behind him at points. So like, I don't need to pay the 7,800. Like there are paths mm. to do that. I opinion. agree. I, where, I think, where, I think I'm Hayden not, Hurst is, I like, I, I don't like Goddard this week. <clears throat> not that I'm playing him, but I think Hayden Hurst just does nothing. I don't even think he's involved in the fucking game plan. I think Hayden Hurst is not even part of the game plan at all. And the narrow down is Kittle is the best option on tight end to play this week. Well, just right think now. about it. Like a lot of the like common player is going to just watch 
there was only two games, isolated games last week. They watched the game. They saw Hayden Hurst absolutely light it up. Yep. Yep. Everyone's going to be his, like, oh, he's only 3K, and they're going to play him. But his props are so high on the overs. Dude, I, 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 there's a chance Hayden Hurst not even part of the game plan. Because <laughs> I mean, it's happened. There's been weeks where he's not even a part of the game plan. 100%. And I, and I agree with you. I think, you know, if I'm paying $3,000 for somebody – I would rather take my chance on a Zach Pascal or a Quez Watkins at zero to 3% ownership than play a 40% owned Hayden Hurst. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things where that's, that's just where I'm going to live and die. And if it screws me, it screws me. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I'm just not going to, be beholden to like oh i'm just need i need i need you know 14 or 15 points you know going into the afternoon game like all right i need like 15 to 20 points from hearst and let's just i just yeah yeah the the range of outcomes of that happening is very low in my opinion all right well i got a question for you guys yes which team out of the four teams scores the most points this week hmm because this is going to transition us right into defense. Who scores the most points this week? I think it is the Bengals. I would I would tend to agree. Okay. I think it's the I, Niners. Well, really? I shouldn't say that. Actually, I, I'm going Chiefs. I'm saying the Chiefs. Ooh, Mahomes is an alien. So yeah. I, th- I have a hot take. <laughs> I, I, I think that the Chiefs in Cincinnati game is going to go to overtime. And a low scoring overtime, I agree. No, it's gonna hit it, the over, but it's gonna be in no it's 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 gonna hit the over after overtime. Uh no, it uh like twenty to twenty, and then the over hits in overtime. No, I'm saying twenty eight twenty eight, they're going to they're going to um they're going to overtime. Okay. I am saying Who's the team that's going to get the turnover? Who's the team that's gonna get the turnovers? Because that, that might be the difference of who actually gets points this week. I, I think that's the Niners. I, I think they're going to find a way to, to screw Hurts up. I'm not saying he's not going to go, you know, score 24, 31 points, but, like, I do think they turn the ball over a few times on Hurts. Uh, my, my two favorite defenses are to go all the way up and play the Niners at three or to go all the way down and play the Bengals at 2,300. I, yeah, I'm with you. The, I Bengal, like the, Bengals the, the Chiefs have several people who love to fumble the ball. Juju Smith-Schuster is one of them. And VS is another one of them. Kadarius Tony f- has notorious fumbleitis, right? Like the Isaiah Pacheco, he's a young guy. I'm not he hasn't had any like real fumble problems so far. That not, game's like, gonna be that game's gonna be fucking freezing. Well, just think about too, like if Mahomes <laughs> truly can't run, dude, you're talking about a few sacks mixed in there. Like or, it, you or know what he I mean? can't or, or not even that, like he can't run. He can't plant. He tries to plant and just sails a ball, and it's cold. At twenty three hundred, I mean, it's it's wild to me that the Niners, the number one defense in the in the left in the playoffs, are, are only going to be fourteen percent owned. It's just, that's just wild to me. Yeah, dude, I feel um, like they have all the pieces to beat the Eagles, and you got Halfunga, Talfunga. What's his name? Who I always forget. Who, well, he's who just a, he, he's just a roofer. The he's just a missile. Yeah, we just the, call the, him the, the roofer. The roofing missile. The way you can use him against a guy like Jalen Hurts, like Jalen Hurts is that puzzle piece, right? He's a queen on the chest deck. You can kind of mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, the Niners have the queen on the chest deck on the other side, and not many other teams have that. And this is perfect for the roofer, right? Well, I feel like the you, Niners You put have- him in normal coverages, like he's going to have mistakes. He's going to do bad things. But you go, look. You go get that guy, and he's going to kill. So that's the thing is I feel like the Niners' defense, out of all the defenses left, have the most dynamic players, and they're all at different levels of the field. So you've got Hufanga and and Mooney Ward in the secondary, Mm -hmm. who are both fantastic players. You've got the linebacking core, which might be the best linebacking core in all football. Then you have Nick Bosa. Okay, so look, if 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 Charles Amenahue was not going to play this week, that was going to be a problem. 
because then they could just key everything to Bosa and, you know, the rookie Drake Jackson would have to kind of step up. But, you know, despite Amenahue's legal transgressions this week, he is going to play, which is a really big, important thing for the Niners that he plays. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, just, you know, trying to be unbiased as possible while I'm wearing a 49ers hat. Um <laughs> And by the way, guys, as the the Raider fan and the NFL fan here with these Niner fans, these guys actually are very unbiased when it comes to their game. I think actually most Niner fans are. Most Niner fans I've talked to this week are like, I don't know, we're finally playing a team. They have better players than us. Like I just, I think, I think there's a lot of Niner fans are very modest. So I I think there's a lot of paths like Eagles fans. It's not how I anticipate the game going, but like there's paths that like we just have a like Purdy is just. That's fucking overwhelmed, and it's just a complete well, nuclear meltdown. Like, no rookie has made the Super Bowl ever. I know. There's a reason for it. You know, that's why that's it, ever. it will be pretty like, If you want to go with that, the know? narrative, it's got to happen sometime. It's got to happen sometime. And, like, look, if you go back to last year, I get these are two totally different teams, totally different environments. But everybody thought the Niners were going to get absolutely slaughtered by the Chiefs. Complete, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs, the Packers. There's, mm-hmm. there's no way it was like it was a much bigger spread. It was like seven or eight points, right? Niners are actually getting some respect now just because of how they've been playing. And Jimmy Garoppolo is well, not playing quarterback. You can't win 11 wins in a row and not be respected. Exactly. So, but it's it's kind of, it's got some parallels to that for me, and I think that if you can latch on to that when you're playing DFS at 14% ownership at only $3,000 when there's going to be plenty of savings. It's not like they're like $4,000, right? right? There's going to be plenty of savings to go around. I, I really think that that's, that's the way to attack it. All right. Well, Vinny, cue the music. Hottest takes of the weekend. Let's go. All right. You said it. Man. I'm ready. Oh, Jim, Jimmy, lead it off, fly, man. Lead it off, Jim. Ah, man. I am going to say, for my bold call, that Eli Mitchell and Kenneth Gainwell will both have two touchdowns each in the Niners-Eagles game. Oh, They're psycho. Living in that Bates Motel. Hey, that's me. <laughs> all right well dj spin that shit all right <laughs> patrick mahomes is an alien and patrick mahomes throws for 350 yards this week and four touchdowns he's an alien he is uh he's not one of us that's for sure okay all right. where are you going line. bud I'm going to say dangerous, but I think you see Debo go for 100 total yards and two touchdowns, and I yeah, think you see point. Travis Kelsey get held to under 15 points. Under you know what? 15? 10. I, I would say 10. 10. He may hit that on the first try, but I, all right, I'll go 12. 12. Okay. Under 12. <laughs> I th- 15, I think, classified as hot enough because his base projection is 21 points. Yeah. So. Okay. Again, I know they're going to try to feature him, but the man has been held to single digits three times this year, twice. Under 12, four times. So it's possible. Five times under 12. So. All right. And just, just to be clear, Patrick Mahomes, I've never hated an You NFL had the most player. voice there, dude. Wow. You should have rolled with it. Dude, get the froggy voice. Dude, I'm being uh, incepted right now by Mahomes fans. Oh, that's a, that's a good call. Not, not, that, not inceptive. Maybe maybe we have, going back to the conspiracy, an inception theory. Like somehow Ooh. he's just. Ooh. Someone's like in his brain? Possible. I, like I mean, look, guys, I, I really don't like Patrick Mahomes. I'm a Raider fan. He tortures me just every week. Like, because I know the Raiders are going to lose, I hope the Chiefs lose. Like, that that's how I root every single week. But, like, the fact that I'm saying Mahomes is about to just destroy is because that's how much I've been hurt. Like, I know what's going to happen. And Mahomes is about to just go absolutely nuclear. 
And he's gonna have his Kurt Schilling uh, bloody sock game. That's what's gonna happen. All JFK right. landing. It could certainly happen, Joe. I definitely <laughs> think that it's in the cards. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, good luck this week. Make sure you check out our uh, our one-minute shows on YouTube. I'll be posting my prop show with uh, Joey Props tomorrow. So <laughs> tune in. Joey Props. <laughs> Joey Props. Tune in. All right. Good luck, everyone. Later. Cheers.